Welcome to the Fearless Pursuits Podcast, where it's that time to slap your doubts and fears around, learn marketing and sales strategies, mindset hacks, and even a little metaphysical thrown in for good measure so you can have a breakthrough to success in your own life and business. I'm Sharon Lee, an online life and business coach and serial entrepreneur for over 25 years. My goal is to share with you everything that I've learned along the way, including the good, the bad, and the ugly. Each week, we'll explore what it takes to reach your goals and dreams and create that financial freedom through online entrepreneurship. If you're ready to dig in, listen in now to today's episode. Today's guest has a gold mine of knowledge in the digital marketing space. He's a true visionary when it comes to marketing, a lifelong entrepreneur, a digital marketing thought leader, and a best-selling author. Today, I'm talking to Michael Bozinski, but I call him Buzz. He's the president and CMO of Buzzworthy Integrated Marketing, and I'm so excited to share him with you. As I've had the opportunity to get to know Michael, he's truly someone special, and his sole mission is to help entrepreneurs avoid the time drain and frustration of managing profitable digital marketing campaigns. His recent best-selling book, The Rule of 26, will help your business double the website revenue. So let's just dive in. Let's welcome Buzz to the show. All right, Buzz, thanks so much for being here. So tell me a little bit about your business. You and I have had a chance to really talk about your business. And of course, I know about your book, but I know my audience would love to hear more about your book. So just go ahead and start off and tell my audience more about what you do and go ahead and tell them about the book too. Okay, great. Thanks, Sharon. Um, So my business is Buzzworthy Integrated Marketing. I'm the president and CMO of that company. Um, I've been in sales and marketing for 30 years. I was, I am also a uh, veteran, uh, Air Force veteran, uh, as an aviator there for 10 years. Um, And so what we do is we work with service-centric businesses with their website marketing. And in that, we basically find ways to get predictable outcomes and revenue from websites for those businesses. Um, And one of the tools that I use is what's called the Rule of 26. And I wrote a book about it called The Rule of 26 for Service-Based Businesses, How to Double Website Revenue Using Three Simple Steps. And uh, that became a best-selling book on Amazon and is still available there. And uh, now I'm just on a mission to help as many service-centric businesses and double their revenue from their website. Amazing. Good. And and I think that social media is so huge right now. And we realize that Facebook is coming in with their metaverse. So, you know, people are really excited about that. They they really feel like that's the 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 next thing, right? A web 
what is it, 3.0. So we, we yeah. first had our web 1.0 where we were connected to the internet, which was really exciting. I mean, I right. was um, starting businesses back then in the 90s when, you know, Mr. Google was just a little baby Google. And right. it was so easy to make money online back then in the 90s. And oh, then yeah. we had web 2.0 and we had the social media come out and we have Pinterest and YouTube and and it's it's been really difficult I think um, over the probably the last 10 years or so for a lot of businesses to really get on board with uh, understanding what to do first they figured out the SEO or they thought they did and they outsource right mm -hmm. and it was all about blogging and then it's all about social media but now we're getting into the metaverse. So I, I feel like my first question is, well, with all of that happening now, we're, we're, we're pivoting, we're changing, are websites dead? Absolutely not, especially for brick and mortars and service-based businesses. The metaverse is still in its infancy. And I do not believe that the human race is ready to completely plug in and do like uh, what Steven Spielberg uh, depicted in his Ready Player One movie that came out a couple of years ago. I just don't see that. I don't um, either. I actually see uh, before the metaverse got you know thrust upon us here uh, by uh, Zuckerberg, who I feel prematurely is launching this into the, the stratosphere, if you will. Um, to keep relevant. After the iOS 14, he's seen the writing on the wall for digital marketers um, use, using his platform to make millions of dollars and billions for him. Um, because now we are actually swinging back into traditional marketing techniques to mm. be seen and be discovered by the people looking for our products and services. So as much as everybody says, oh, well, web 3.0, I'm like, well, really, we're not even tapped to potential web 2.0, right? I agree. So I feel like that's the, the SMB world is, gets wrapped up into what the billionaires want us to, to pay attention to. And we spin our wheels with so much investment in things that haven't been proven to even scale down to the SMB, the small business, small and medium-sized business for those who don't know what SMB is. So um, I... So I have been always on the side of, hey, listen, I'm going to distill the things that the big dogs are saying down to what matters and is what relevant to revenue for the small and medium-sized business. Because those things, people who chase waterfalls like the metaverse will always be poor because they're always investing in things they don't understand and they're always getting into things too early. The SMB world should always be two to three steps behind the leaders at, at the enterprise level, right? We can't compete with enterprise. So don't do what enterprise is doing. What we need to do is learn from enterprise and then leverage what we can for our size businesses. Good. You know, this is a really important conversation, I think, for anybody that's listening right now. And we have talked about the shiny object syndrome in the past. And what's really, really important for us to understand that we have to stay focused on our goals, our mission, our purpose for our business. And, you know, 
it, I'm sure that a lot of people listening right now are, are really having a sigh of relief, you know. Ah, you know, good. I'm glad we don't have to really worry about that right now because I really wasn't ready, you know. Um, but, you know, I think this lends itself to my next question is, what do you suppose is the biggest mistake that entrepreneurs make in digital marketing right now? Because we're all out there. We're all, you know, whether we want to admit it or not, you know, you're a web developer. You're not a digital marketer. You're a coach. You're not a digital marketer, but guess what? You are. You're a digital marketer and you're a salesperson too. And that's a mindset that we all have to really realize. But saying that's true, then what mistakes are we making when we're out there? I think that we're making the mistake of saying that we're the digital marketer and we are the sales and, and thinking that we can learn a new craft while growing our own business. I think that it's been so we're not to, digital marketers. We're not digital marketers. As unless you are a digital marketer, you're not a digital marketer. You're an entrepreneur working in the digital marketing space for your business. But unless you're trained and have experience in digital marketing, you are just an entrepreneur working marketing with your sales. Okay. As a small business, if you're a micro business where it's just one, maybe two or three people total in your business, those right there, everybody's wearing a lot of hats. But to say that, I mean, I can bake a cake, but am I a baker? No. That's a good but point. I'm, I'm just a homeowner who happens to have an oven and I can put some ingredients together, put it in the oven and, and, and have that output. But my output is not as good as a baker, a professional baker, right? That's why we go to professionals. And so a lot of times I feel like we're in this realm, and especially younger entrepreneurs, in the realm of we can figure it out. YouTube will teach us. And there are three steps to anything that I want in the world. Where the reality is, is that these are crafts that people spend decades getting right. And even then understanding that the world changes so fast you can't, as an individual, keep up with every aspect of digital marketing. We'll just use that by itself, okay? Because there's, there's search marketing that goes into there, social media marketing, content marketing, authority marketing, reputation management, social proofing. You, I, I could probably go on for another hour on just all the different ways you can attack digital marketing. So I feel that the, the, the misnomer that we can do the digital marketing ourselves is the biggest mistake. And rather than say, hey, we're going to tackle it ourselves, is go and say, okay, let me learn what lever I can use within digital marketing right now to start moving the revenue needle for my business. So instead of trying to tackle the world of digital marketing all at once, let's find out where the most profitable piece can get me to the next step. And then we can take on more. At some point, finding somebody that you like and trust that will provide out, provide return on investment for you and let them handle your digital marketing for you so you can focus on what you do best, whether it be build a website, cut hair, be a coach, whatever that is, do what your strengths are versus trying to learn a new whole new craft trying to build your business. That's a wonderful dream. And I'm, I know that there are some people listening who are thinking, well, let, let me back up. There are, there are people who are listening who would love that, 
let's go ahead and invest what money I have in, in my business and hire someone to hire a team and have them work on the digital marketing. So those are the people who are saying, yes, I hear this. I want this. Let's do this. Mm -hmm. And then there are those people who are saying, well, that's not me. Um, I have to do all the marketing myself. I don't, I'm bootstrapping. I have to do everything. And so what does that mean when we're saying digital marketing in the first place? Uh, we have people who are um, creating these messages, right? The message mm -hmm. that they want their ideal clients to hear and they're on social media or someone who is just blogging or somebody who is on YouTube who is trying to get their message out. All of that is digital marketing. And if you are the brand, you have to be the face. You mm -hmm. have to be the face who is speaking the message, who is using social media to be sociable, and mm -hmm. you're creating, you're creating your digital message. So then sure. when we're saying that they are not digital marketers, for those people, what should they be doing instead? Should they be really considering hiring someone in some aspect to help them? It's a, you have a great point and an awesome question. So when we're bootstrapping, we have, you know, I, I was there, I mean, 17 years ago, I, I could not afford to hire somebody to help me even expand my bandwidth, right? When I started my business, I was in media production. I just happen to have a background in marketing, but digital marketing, we all had to learn as we went, right? And so as my company grew, we became digital marketers, right? And we understand, so that craft has now been, you know, over 15 years cultivated since 2005 in that, right? So do you want to spend 15 years learning that craft? No, what you want to do is find out, is learn as much as you need to learn so that you can build your business big enough to start outsourcing the things that take up your bandwidth. Because as long as you're the only one doing everything, you're working in your business and not on your business. So we created some platforms that shortcut social media management, shortcut the SEO process that micro businesses can afford so that they're using the same tools as professionals like my team use, but that they you're leveraging either time or money right so you're talking about the folks who have to leverage their time because they don't have any money but we have to get them to a point where they have more money than time otherwise they're always working in their business and they're a slave to their company which means they just own a job so our, our it's not that you're not doing the, the tactics it's that we want to work towards a place where you can free yourself and open your bandwidth to be able to do what you're truly strong at and passionate about. Why did you open your business? Did you open your business to sell and do digital marketing? Or did you open your business to provide the product your company provides, the service that your company delivers, right? So it's a mindset of, I might not be there, but let's get the tools that give me the most bandwidth so I can grow faster, so I can grow out of working in my business versus on my business. And as you're talking, I'm over here nodding. This is, it's so, so good to hear you say that because I, I don't disagree with one word you said. It's so important for us, you know, to, to really have that long-term vision, uh, okay, because I think a lot of people don't. Well, I'm going to go start a business and, and, and they're just like ready to go. And like, all I got to do is just get on social media and just be very sociable and just talk about stuff. It's like, no, that you know, there's a work. lot more strategy than that, <laughs> right? right? Well, it used but, to work. And that's the problem is that we have a lot of people talking out there 
that talk about how successful they were with social media and how they can become viral. And all of a sudden they've got millions of dollars from YouTube and blah, blah, blah. So I'm like, those are one in a billion, one in a billion doing that. Yeah. Right. Right. It's not but I think what's time. really Overnight important though, takes 10 years. <laughs> yeah, it, it can. And that's the really good point. And that's what I'm trying to say is, you know, for anybody listening, you really have to have a long-term strategy. You really have to understand that sometimes you do have to bootstrap in the beginning, right? We have to get that marketing message and we have to, you know, really, you know, fine tune it and everything. But what you really want to be thinking about is holding back some of that income that you're making. Hopefully you're making some when you're out there right. doing your social media and your blogging right. and whatever you're doing, hold back some of that money and then invest in a team. So you said something that I really want to highlight here is you, you basically, um, the way I understood it anyway, is you've divided up some of your, your businesses. Well, you divided up what your services are to help people with social media as well as SEO and website mm -hmm. traffic. Is that correct? So yes, then yeah, since we we're talking about social segment. media, what mm -hmm. do you do exactly to help people? So let's say that we have um, an entrepreneur comes to you and, you know, they, they say, okay, I get this concept. I need to, you know, work in my zone of genius. And I also know that I should be doing social media. That's where I'm at right now. Mm -hmm. So what can your company do to help someone who wants to sort of separate themselves from the social media and start working in their zone of genius? So there's two things. One, we have to streamline, right? So an entrepreneur comes to me, they're either going to have more time than money or more money than time, right? So we have DIY platforms. There's a social media management platform that helps streamline the process of getting out their message onto social media. Because we know that the frequency is required at the organic level in order to be heard by anybody, right? Because we're only reaching about 5% of our audience with any one given post. Right. So that means we have to do a lot of that, but we can't be sitting around every day doing that. So our social media uh, platform is called Buzz Social, and it allows us to curate quicker, schedule in advance, get the data back of like what's getting engaged, what's getting liked, what's getting shared, what's getting commented on. Is it a long post with a picture? Is it all these other things so that we can then learn from what we're doing and then put back and create new content that is more engaging and we'll get that conversion because organic social media is not a traffic building uh, exercise in my opinion, my professional opinion. Um, I feel it is a conversion tool. You bring people into your tribe, you talk your wisdom, your strength, your passion, and people begin to like you and trust you and therefore reach out to you when they're ready to, to engage. That's how I built my email list. That's the way to do it. So, yes. so, so that's what that does. Now there's the people who are like, hey, I've been doing it myself a long time. I'm out of ideas. I don't want to do this anymore. It's the one thing I hate doing, so I do it poorly. I do it last when I'm the most tired, dot, 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 right? Well, then we have some done for you. To where we come in and we go, what is your message? And we work through all of those things. And then we refine that. We create the, uh, we curate and create the content for you. We, we uh, schedule that for you using Buzz Social so you can see it as well. And you can add your own and we can use all of the tools that you would use if you were doing it yourself. We're using the same tools, right? And so we're just doing it for you. And then from that, we grow that conversion rate 
by getting you better content, more engaging content, allowing you to respond to people who do engage and all those things. So now you go from the three to four hours a week, hopefully not more than that, um, in your social media down to 15, 20 minutes a week. And all you're doing is responding to people who are engaging with you and you're drawing them into an appointment. So now your social media is not as much of a conversation on the platform as it is a sales call discovery calls and building your business. Perfect. That was gold. And and for anybody listening, really perk your ears up and realize, you know, we have somebody here who has been in the trenches for 30 years, really understands this stuff. And if you're trying to figure out how you can grow your business online through the social media, through any sort of digital marketing, and you really, really would like to have that dream of where you're just working and doing the stuff you love, then this is, we're going to keep on diving deep in here but um you know there are those people who are a little bit more seasoned and yeah sure they're on social media but they also have a website they've got the blog and and they're trying to really drive that website traffic right so what what um which is better well you i think you really kind of answered it you you i was going to ask you which is better for social media for traffic is it social media or is it seo and and you really kind of did touch on that and say that it's not you know it's more for conversions right Mm -hmm. so then what what would you suggest then for a way to drive that traffic to the website so for service-based businesses and even products um Search marketing, organic search marketing is definitely your go-to. Um, some, there are some studies that show that organic search traffic is seven times more profitable, meaning that they are more likely to buy than organic social media traffic. Give us an example of what that means. That means that for every, um, okay, so the traffic that comes from a search engine to your website will usually convert at a 14% rate, conversion rate. Okay, so 14% versus 2% from social media. Yes. Okay, so that means they'll, they'll reach out to you for more information and get, get into the sales cycle, right? So, so it sounds like a website, if, if we are really trying to get that appointment, right? Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. not, we're not going to get it through social media. We're going to get it from the website, aren't we? We're going to get the initial traffic through the web, from the search engine to the website. Then what we find is that from the website, they'll go to the social media to see if they like and trust who you are and what you stand for. We become consumers that are very conscious of who we do business with, right? So this, you know, if we look at the cancel culture, the cancel culture has taught us that it's important who we give our money to, okay? Mm -hmm. So whether you agree with what's happening at the enterprise level, it doesn't matter. People are now being conditioned to pay attention who they but they spend their money with. So your social media shows your authenticity, shows your authority, and shows your likability. And if you're a service-based business, people only do business with people they like and trust. Mm-hmm. So if your social media does not convey your likability and your trustability slash authority in your industry, then you're actually bleeding conversions from that traffic that came originally from your search engine. I totally agree with that. Um, and I know that people are interesting because they they do go and sleuth. 
and people will say things like, well, like on social media, for example, I'll just, I'll use social media first. No one is talking to me. No one is, is answering, you know, commenting on my posts. It, it doesn't mean people aren't listening. People aren't watching. They're sleuthing. Next, what they're going to do is they're going to click on your link and go to your website. So your website has to have that same message. And mm -hmm. then, you know, obviously they're looking around and seeing if you're trustworthy, you know, have you been seen anywhere else online too? Mm -hmm. So I think that's so important for us to really just get through our head. It's okay if you don't get those metrics. The metrics aren't what is going to convert, right? It you have has to look at your bottom line. You have absolutely. to look at your bottom line. And, I, and, and really when it comes to it is that you have to create the ecosystem. So a lot of people will get one dimensional and they'll say, well, I'm just going to focus on social media. Or I'll right, just focus on my SEO. The thing is, is SEO uses social triggers anyway. Google looks at what's happening on your social media channels and what's and how things are being fed back to your website, right? Absolutely. So a lot of times in SEO, what we'll do, especially our, our DIYers, is we'll say, okay, we'll get into our Dizio platform. So our Dizio platform uses some really cool stuff to help people do SEO without learning SEO. Right. And do all the things. I mean, it literally tells you what to do and when to do it and how to do it. Doom done. Right. But we still need to have some search engine marketing going on. OK, well, then let's plug in the buzz social. So you have the full uh, you're, you're going from both sides, just like I explained. They're going to originate. Sixty eight percent of consumers use a query to start their customer journey. Two thirds of the people who bought from you started their journey to buy that product or service using a search engine. Mm -hmm. So if you're not on, if you do not have search visibility, you're bleeding two thirds of the business that you're not getting to your competitors. Okay. So that's coming in there and they're coming to your website. You want to make sure your website's talking to your niche, be very specific on who you want to talk to because you have not all business is good business. And when we're starting out, we have a tendency to take any business we possibly can get but we will, over time, realize who the most profitable type of clients are. And if we focus our message to those people, we'll get them more often than not. And the social media is the continuation of that conversation from your website because they're going to bounce in from the social media to your website, out to your social, uh, I'm sorry, from the, the search engine to your website, back out to your social media, and then back to your website. And that's going to close into some type of conversion phone call. Uh, maybe a, a freebie that you offer to download and you can get their information there and get into email marketing, or maybe they fill out a form or uh, even schedule a appointment to talk to you. It's all marketing strategy and there, you know, it's not rocket science yet. There are a lot of gurus out there and, and I don't disagree with them when they say you don't need a website to make money. They do. There's a lot oh, of them that no, say that. You could do it the hard way. Oh, absolutely. And people, they're, they're showing proof. You know, so, you know, they've got the six figures. You don't. You really don't. But let's talk long term here, like what we were saying. We, you and I were talking earlier about, you know, having a sustainable business. And it means sometimes 
absolutely all the time. You have to be a visionary. You have to realize that you've got to think about your business long term. I mean, if you're starting your business and you're just thinking short term, well, I'm just going to make money on social media and I'm not going to even have a website. That's really short term thinking. It could work, but it's not, you're not going to be a visionary. You're not going to be, you know, a thought leader or anything like that as time goes on. So I, I love the idea that you're sharing that you need it all and how it works too. But what I think I want to dive into right now, I, I've been sort of licking my chops on this, is you telling us a little bit more about the book you wrote, The Rule of 26, because um, I think that, that this is something that's actually going to be really transformational for people. So I want to step back before I talk about the book on your last comment. People who build a, a biz, a, a start their business without a website own a lifestyle entrepreneurial experience. They do not own a company. They just own a job. And if you build a business on, say, social, uh, any social media platform, say Facebook, your audience on Facebook does not belong to you. Mm -hmm. With a website, you own your website. You own the content and you own how it runs. You own the journey that people go through on that. You do not own that on Facebook, right? That's so you true. cannot reach out to your entire audience on Facebook at any given time. Even if no. you pay no. for a boosted uh, post, you cannot get 100%. But what you can do is send an email to your entire uh, email list. That's right. And and there you can at least get a 20 to 30% open rate to where and, and reach out with one email, right? Right. And we, can, and we can find ways to retarget the people who didn't open them up so we can get a higher rate there. So even starting out, I got six times more visibility with the people that I own, my list that I own, my first party data, people who have decided that they want to hear from me on a regular basis by giving them the email, okay? Versus... 5% that well, that 5% that maybe see it and not always really read it or engage with it. Okay. So I think that anybody who builds a business without a website doesn't own a business. They own a mm -hmm. job. So yes. with that said, I get off. Yeah. I had a client. <laughs> she, she had her website or not her website, her Instagram account taken away from her. She had Oops. built it up to 6,000 followers and it was taken away from her. It, yeah, gone. How, do you, and it and how does she pay her bills in two weeks while she right. fights IG to get back in front of her audience where she gets mm -hmm. all of her money? And that's another thing people forget. You can have an online business, but you still have to operate and build that business in the real world. Yes. Everybody's so eager to get into the virtual world where the big money is in the real world. Networking, outreach. Mm. Um, doing speaking engagements, all of those things, real world stuff feeds into your digital marketing. So the yes. more energy you're putting out into the physical world, the better your energy is going to be in the virtual world. Yes, it's so good. So rich. Yes, I think you, you've touched on so many good points. And, and people are just so short-sighted. And that's why I just love this conversation. It's so helpful for the audience. So now, so now let's talk about the book. Yes. <laughs> yes. Sorry. I had to get on I that know what for the, a second. <laughs> I, I really want you to share the rule of 26. I think this is going to be great. 
So the Rule 26 um, is good for anybody who has a website, for one. Um, you have to have one to, to do the Rule 26. And the Rule 26 really streamlines the path to increasing your revenue from your website, okay? So the Rule 26 states that if you increase the unique traffic to your website by 26%, the conversion rate of your website, that's the, the amount of people who are, the percentage of people who are coming to your website and then reach out to you to do business with you, by 26%. And the average value, uh, average lifetime value of that client, of those clients by 26%, you will get a compounded output of 100% more revenue from your website. That's incredible. I have not heard that before. Well, I created it. So <laughs> and I wrote the and I, and I released my book last year. So I will give you a pass this time. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I've got to get on the ball here. I've just got to read that book. I'm giving you a hard time, Jen. <laughs> so the great thing is this: if you're a micro, if you're a micro business, um, you're you're probably saying, "Well, shoot, I don't have any." So that it's 26% more would be infinitely more, right? That's great. So we're creating, and I even address that in the book. That you know, if you if you have less than 500 unique visitors to your website, then we got to get you to there. And so that first run might be establishing a base, and that's okay. That's good because guess what you do after that? You just repeat it. Okay. And if you get past what you can do there by yourself, then that's when you start getting help, right? So a lot of my readers will go through it once. They sometimes go through it twice, and then they come back and say, "Okay, this this works." but I'm not able to squeeze 26% the third time all the way through. How do I do that? And that's where the real work can start with me, right? And that done for you stuff, right? So um, it's a short book, it's only 150 pages. I, we do not get into the science of how to do things. It's more about what to do and giving you ideas of how to get there. And I do touch on guerrilla marketing to help build your website traffic, get people out there because Google likes traffic, period. Right. So the more you're pushing to it, the better. And the more you're focused on your niche industry and your perfect client, your most profitable clients, the better your website will convert. And if we're charging what we're supposed to or expanding the ways we can engage, uh, uh, clients can engage with you to create more revenue, each one of these things will increase your revenue by 26%. So just look at your revenue right now that you're getting from your website and say, what would 26% more be? What would that do for your business? What if we doubled it? What if we quadrupled it? Because you only have to That'd do it amazing. twice to quadruple the amount of business. And what this really does is gives you a gas pedal for your business. Because once you can get predictable, profitable results from your website, now you have a marketing tool that makes you money at will. And this obviously would work with any industry, right? It would work with any, any niche, any right? Niche. So w the one thing that I'm thinking about is, you know, what if you're working in a saturated industry, right? Okay, well, let's just say coaching, right? Mm -hmm. So then, you know, how can you use, you know, the rule of 26 to really drive that traffic? What would be like, you know, one little strategy that you could throw in there or technique or something or tip? Okay. If you're in coaching, you need to make sure that you're trying. Most times when I talk to coaches, they're trying to be a coach to too many types of people. So there'll be a, maybe there'll be a fitness coach. That's great. There's lots of fitness coaches out there, 
there's plenty of business for fitness coaches and maybe you're a virtual coach, so you can be anywhere. Now what you have to do is niche that down. Who are you a fitness coach for? Once we realize who, we can start looking at their behaviors. Where do they hang out online? Where do they hang out in the real world? How can I get in front of those people and talk about fitness? How can I pay forward knowledge, authority, get them into my ecosystem by giving rather than always hunting? Plant seeds versus shooting arrows, right? Aren't we back on social media now? <laughs> Not necessarily. No, let's go to associations. Say you are a, um, a, a fitness coach. I'm just going to pick on fitness right now because it's saturated, right? Those are your fitness coach for busy professionals who are uh, C-level um, C leadership in medium to large size companies for XYZ, okay? They, they, those types of people have something in common and they, and a lot of them will hang out in the same places when it comes to online stuff and, and in the real world associations, look at the industries that they, that, 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 that you might find yourself, like maybe they're financial CLF. So maybe they're CFOs. I do physical fitness for CFOs, fitness by the numbers, right? So we're oh, talking to it. them, right? And we're like, <laughs> okay, now I got fitness by the numbers. Oh, that's now I like numbers. I mean, I'm a CFO and I'm like, okay, okay, I can get with this guy. This guy gets it. All right, cool. So we're going to do fitness by math, right? Boom, boom, right? Now I can go to the Association of Professional CFOs. I can go to all these other places where they have memberships and I can sponsor things. I can be a speaker at some of their events. I can do all of these other things that then push to them right? And push to back to my website, right? Hey, you like my fitness by the numbers? That's great. Hey, why don't you check my, uh, my website out, fitnessbythenumbers.com and, and get a free session with me. Great. Did I do anything that wasn't marketing there? Did I pay for it's ads? All, yeah. Did I get on social media? No, not in that respect. You didn't. Yeah, I see that. I'm, I'm glad that you pointed that out because it seemed like, well, what we're always thinking about is where are our ideal clients hanging out, right? And we're always thinking, well, everybody's online. Everybody's online. And, and to your point that you made earlier, it's the real world, which is where a lot of the money is being made that people are forgetting about, you right. know, and COVID hit and we're not doing the workshops nearly as much and, and we're not doing the networking events nearly as much. And we're, we're back on uh, zoom doing our network meeting. So it's, it's still <laughs> one of those things where you, you still got to get out there, you know, but um, I'll give you a case. How about I give you a case study? I actually worked with, I have, I'm a fractional CFO for our CMO for a fractional CFO chief financial officer. Okay. Um, and he went in and he, we created a framework that he helps people with profitable cash flow for uh, construction companies. Okay. So the first thing we do is, okay, well, where do construction owners that have construction companies with 10 million or more hang out? Well, there's the American business. Uh, what is it? American builders and, con and contractors is what it's called ABC. And he found a way to get in front of the uh, 12 businesses going to one of their conventions up in Wisconsin. Talked to 12 businesses. He got in front of two of those 12 people after that talk and closed over $100,000 wow. with the business. That's amazing. And all we did was identify who he, he wanted to do his business with because he knew where, where he had his strengths. What was the framework that he was going to present to people so that they would listen to him? And then get in front of those people and give that information. 
just like that. Bam. The website that we built for him gave backed up everything he talked about. So, you know, they went there because we know statistically two thirds of all people are going to go to your website before they do business with you. Mm-hmm. Even though they met them, met him at the convention first, right? They're going to look at that for validity. That's another yes. thing that websites do. They validate your professionalism because a good professional website projects professionalism. We, and we want perfection. We want to work with professionals, right? So right. that's a case study to show. And, and it's simplified. And um, and he's, he's already got his third one now. So he's, he's like up to $160,000 because he, he, he's working with high ticket stuff, right? But the same thing happens when you have a smaller offer. You just have to get in, in front of more people doing the same exact thing. And, you, and there are virtual uh, networking and virtual conferences happening every single day. We just have to go out there and find them. Yeah. And it, I think it always goes back to um, really knowing who your ideal clients are, right? It always 100%. goes back to, yeah, and knowing what, what their pain points are. So that you can, you know, create that framework that you're talking about, you know, for anybody who's like really wanting to get rid of those words there. That's what that really means is, is really just understanding that you have to know what their pain points are so you can create a system or something that helps them to really relate with you because that's what we need. We need to understand that we have to relate with people in order to draw them in, to bring them in, to really be able to get those conversions and everything that we do want. Um, But for for people who are really thinking about creating a website, they're they're sitting here listening and they're they're thinking, you know, I I actually do want to have a long-term business. I actually do think maybe I should start doing a website. So what would you say would be the the best website builder um, to use SEO? Because we're talking about really drawing those people in using the search, right? Mm-hmm. So we want to make sure that we're, we're starting off with the tools so that we don't end up with a headache later on down the road. So we only build WordPress websites. Mm-hmm. And I, we used to build them from scratch, HTML, and I was not a WordPress guy back in the, <laughs> early, in the late aughts, okay? Um, but over the years, CMS has gotten very stable, and we have found ways to protect and optimize um, WordPress websites for small businesses because they are the most powerful. That's the most powerful CMS. It has open source. Um, so there's some security things that we take care of for our clients um, very inexpensively. Um and when we build them out, we have, a, we have, again, that DIY versus DFY. So we have a platform called Buzz Builder, um, and we have a DFY where we just build custom websites for people and go there. I have a water conditioning company that I'm, I'm actually building a website right now for that, uh, from Alaska. And that was one of their things. Like They built their website back in 2006, 2007, wow. haven't updated it since then, right? And so instead of just building a new website, we're actually starting with the SEO side of things and building the content that will attract people in and talk about their pains when it comes to dirty water, smelly water, all the other, you know, all the things that that people will start searching for and make sure that the content is SEO ready and then plug that into a good looking professional website with a flow out to them so that people will contact them. And then go. And then from there, they are going to look at SEO on ongoing because SEO is a thing that you always do. Right. You can't once you get to number one. Now you have a target on your head 
Okay. Yeah. And <laughs> because you keep going. Like, yeah, you got to keep going because if you stop, the people want to be where you're at are going to overtake you, and then you're going to drop down, and now you have to you're on this hamster wheel. Versus, let's get on cruise control and always be feel, feeding that authority and never following behind our competitors. So um, if you're going to do it yourself and you're just going to go out, um, I would definitely go with WordPress. Find find somebody who is WordPress um, centric. Uh, stay away from uh, super easy CMSs like Wix and Squarespace only because, I mean, they're cheaper to get in, but you're going to have to rebuild them. I have an Inc. 5000 company came to me with a, with a Squarespace website and they wanted to do SEO. There's only so much SEO you can do on uh, on Wix. Yeah, so I have a client that's doing that right now. Same same situation was on Wix and now is moving over to WordPress. So it's it's one of those things where you realize that I'm sorry, you know, for all you Wix lovers out there, I know it's easy to get into, but it's like you know, if you again with the vision, that long term thinking, you know, mm -hmm. you want to start with the best tools. You want to start thinking about the long term solutions for growth mm -hmm. you know here here my client your client you know talking about oh well i gotta start all over again and what a headache unless we hire someone like you because you have so many departments so many divisions so so many resources to be able to help people and actually you know that just really brings up what I wanted just to have you tell people right now is how can they reach out to you because you've got You've got the buzz social, right? And mm -hmm. and everything else. So let's let's break it down. How can people reach out to you? Tell them about how the different ways that, that um, they can get service from you. Okay. So if you are a small business owner who is looking to get a website built, wants to help in finding ways to do profitable search uh, software, or I'm sorry, social media management, um, or would like to increase your uh, SEO and get better um, search engine visibility so that you get more traffic to your website, you go to one place. It's called buzzworthy.biz, B-U-Z-Z-W-O-R-T-H-Y.biz. If you'd like to learn more about my book, The Rule of 26, just go to ruleof26.com and uh, there's be a link there to the Amazon where you can get the ebook version or you can get the paperback. And for your listeners, I have a special a gift. If you download the ebook, of, of rule 26 and email me at buzz at buzzworthy.biz a snapshot of your purchase i will send you a free signed copy of the paperback oh that's wonderful that's so generous of you that's exciting yeah well thank you so much and i know my audience got a lot of value out of this episode it's been great having you thank you so much for being here Thank you so much, Sharon, for having me. And if anybody ever has a question on, it's always free to ask a question at buzz at buzzworthy.biz. Great. And I'm going to put everything in the show notes, all the links that you heard, because I know you probably didn't have a pen handy, but While let's go ahead and... the park. It's That's right. <laughs> running through the park. <laughs> so I'll have everything for you so you can reach out to Buzz and get all the services that you need. This week's episode was jam-packed with great content, and now it's time for you to take massive action. Make sure to schedule your strategy session with yours truly, and also visit fearlesspursuits.com where you can subscribe to the show so you never miss an episode. And while you're at it, 
If you found the show valuable, we'd appreciate a five-star rating on iTunes, too. Or if you simply tell a friend about the podcast, that helps, too. Be sure to tune in next week for our next episode. This is your fearless online business coach, Sharon Koenig. Thanks for listening. Now go out and be fearless so you can change the world.